Gimelo Mutine on Life Happens weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. on SAFM. 6 minutes after 1 a very good afternoon to you as it would happen they've just gone to a lunch break what am i talking about that uh, inquiry into state capture riveting stuff this afternoon in fact from this morning where former president jacob zuma has been giving his account on what he believes is the history of where all of this comes from he has dated that is this is a more than a decade old uh, plot against him and he says he has been um, pushed to the last degree he keeps referring to the fact that he's been aggravated and he's had it now and he has been speaking non-stop he's actually said a lot of things one of which is to say that uh was recruited as a spy this is now the time for you to voice your opinion on what it is that you've heard all morning it is definitely explosive stuff i'll take your calls and uh, we'll also be crossing live to uh, some of the members of the media who were there uh, listening in to that state capture inquiry this morning and it really really has been quite something Ndebo Mukobo is on the line with us a very good afternoon Ndebo hi good afternoon Kimela, and good afternoon to the listeners my goodness I don't know if uh, you knew that we were going to hear this kind of a lengthy statement from the president from the very onset I think many of us were expecting a bit of banter between um, his representatives and obviously the state's representative and that did happen in the beginning but we didn't expect this to be uh, as riveting as it is were you expecting this in table absolutely not uh, it was lengthy. it was lengthy but uh, at the end of the day you would understand that I mean the presiding officer that is uh, Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo said uh, they've decided to call the former president just to come and hear the side of his story and indeed he came and uh, he said that he has been provoked and he has been pushed to the limit and uh, today he was just here to set the record straight sort of uh, uh, detailing the plan from 1991 what he said is a conspiracy against him that was uh, started or that started around 1990, even uh, went into 1991 when the ANC went to his uh, elective conference. And of course, up until today, he said that that plan is still continuing or that conspiracy plan is still continuing against him. And of course, he has dropped uh, some bombshell, for instance, uh, that uh, a former minister, Ngokura Masodi, was a spy that was recruited in the Sotu in, uh, during the dark days of apartheid, and he was used by the apartheid government. And uh, he even said that he's got some sensitive information against some of his comrades or against some of uh, the ANC members who are part of this conspiracy against him. So, indeed, it was riveting, and uh, everyone was, like, uh, surprised, and everyone was, like, shocked to hear... Uh, some of the intelligence information being dropped in this uh, uh, commission, even the president or the former president uh, insisted that uh, he's from the intelligence community. He respect and he, he respect uh, the, uh, the information that they had then, uh, but he felt that he has been pushed to the limit. He's been over-provoked, as he said, as he put it, but... Uh, he has to say what he wanted to say. Ndebo, you know, you have heard the commissioner always referring to the gallery, to the audience inside there saying, please refrain from clapping. Do we have a good sense of who is actually sitting inside there this morning? 
Well, uh, uh, in the morning, uh, some people who, uh, some of them uh, are known to be uh, the supporters of uh, the former president, for instance, Kerim Apache was amongst them, and Carl uh, Nihon, uh, uh, you would recall, those are some of the members of uh, MKNVA, and those are some of the members or some of the people who served with him in exile, who served with him in MK. They are here, and uh, ordinary supporters uh, who managed, because you would recall that, I mean, uh, the, the commission only allows around 200 people, although it's not that filled to capacity or packed to capacity, but uh, uh, the commission had to allow a number of people to come in, and some of those supporters managed uh, to make it into the commission. And uh, they were uh, the ones who were keeping when the former president uh, was speaking or was saying some of uh, 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 his testimony. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the judge or the presiding uh, officer kept on reminding them that this is a commission they are not uh, supposed to be clapping. And uh, indeed, uh, uh, we've seen a number of supporters and we've seen even uh, different political parties. For instance, uh, the DA is here represented by Natasha Mazon, who's responsible uh, for uh, 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 state capture in the DA. And of course, we've seen again outer also here and uh, uh, Black, Black, uh, Black First, Land First also here, as well as uh, a number of organizations who wants to see, I mean, who wants to see this, I mean, commission or the president, the former president, uh, answering to some of the allegations that are leveled against him. The, the former president was asked whether he was willing to take an oath. Uh, what's the significance of that oath, uh, Ndebo? Well, you would recall that I mean, uh, 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 everyone who has come before this oath, it's normal. Uh, the court, I mean, they, they, although it's not a court of law, but the commission, you appear before a judge, and of course, even uh, uh, some of the, the information uh, that you would be saying it has to be true, and the only true, as you would be maybe implicating some of uh, the witnesses or some of the people who are not even uh, 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 been mentioned, and of course. As you appear before a judge, you have to uh, take an oath, or oath, or you have to either affirm that uh, the, the, what you would be saying would be the truth and, and, and the only truth. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's customary that one, when one is appearing before a, I mean, a, a court or a judicial, I mean, a, a commission of inquiry, you have to take that oath. The, there was a bit of banter between the two councils. What was the banter about at the very beginning of the the, the, the inquiry? Well, I, you would recall, Pamela, that I mean, the the the, the, the council for the uh, former president have written a number of uh, correspondence to the commission to say that uh, there, there are some uh, information that they would want to have. Mm. For instance, they need to pre- even prepare uh, the former president mm. when he goes into the commission because possibilities are he would be tempted to uh, mention names and only to find before you can mention name there has to be a a a, a, a a way of informing the person that would be mentioned yes. that they must uh, be aware that uh, their names would be mentioned in that commission. So you need to notify those people before uh, he appears here. Yeah? Um, and the council has to uh, inform those people before uh, his client appears before the commission. But that didn't happen because the council and the commission uh, didn't inform them that, uh, 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 well, the former president can uh, uh, mention those names and those people, who are those people, and those people have to be notified. That didn't happen. And they say that that on its own borders 
on uh, unfairness of the commission and uh, uh, um, uh, advocate uh, senior counsel uh, uh, Sikakani. Moses Kakana was not really happy. Mm. Even said that uh, I mean that's how uh, they, I mean that's how uh, uh, advocate Pretoria I mean Pretoria has been behaving, mm. and that on its own hasn't even I mean hasn't helped uh, him and uh, the commission to sort of uh, prepare the former president when he appears this I mean this morning. There, there was a, a lot of criticism, as you just referred to, from their side, the the former president's side, saying that the commission itself's attitude has been that of what you see outside there, where there is an agenda and there isn't the sense that he's got the right to represent himself fairly. Uh, do you get the sense that now everybody's on the same page about fairness and about the fact that he will be fairly treated? There was that initially when they came in. In fact, uh, that's the sense that everyone is getting because, I mean, you would recall that uh, uh, the, 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 the presiding officer uh, made that assurance that uh, he, he would make sure that, I mean, everything goes according to plan. As you would recall that uh, uh, the, 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 uh, Moses Kakan was not really happy, mm-hmm. but uh, they got that assurance from the presiding judge because, remember, the, 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 the sole purpose of this commission is get to the bottom of uh, the the the, the malfeasance that has been happening in the country and uh, for you to get uh, information and for this uh, commission to have that credibility everyone who appears before this commission has to be treated in a fair manner yeah. and of course the the, the judge uh, tried by all means to assure the former president and his council that uh, indeed he will be treated in a fair manner in a bit to achieve what the commission wants to achieve out of its deliberation. And but they've just gone on lunch break now. What do we expect when we, when they get back from the lunch break? Well, recall, I mean, it came at an appropriate time, just after one o'clock, where the pre, I mean, the, the, the former president uh, concluded his testimony or concluded what he wanted to say. What's going to happen now is that it will be in the hands of the commission, the counsel for the commission would then be in a position to can question or to quiz the former president on some of the allegations, for instance, that were leveled against him. You will recall that I mean, during his testimony, he tried to uh, 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 refute some of the allegations, for instance, on Wakurama Tlodi, that uh, Wakurama Tlodi said he auctioned the country mm. uh, to the Gupta family. He refuted that claim, and of course, on the setting up or, or on him helping the commission I mean, helping the Gupta family to set up uh, two media houses, the ANN and Seven, and of course the New Age. He said that at some point in his presidency, he thought that the media or the local media in South Africa, it's not really a, 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 a patriotic or it portrays the country in a negative way. So at some point he sat with the Gupta family to say, as business people, uh, why don't you venture into media? Because this is the problem that we're faced with in a country. And of course, they were willing to do that. They started with the ANN, I mean, they started with the New Age. And he even considered that, I mean, he had to throw some of the names. And he said at some point in South Africa, he would call the New Age. There was a newspaper in the ANC called the New Age. Mm-hmm. And he said that uh, they, he was throwing those names and they liked the New Age name. And of course, the New Age was, was set up and after it being set up and being successful, he then persuaded them to say, as business people, and as you see that the newspaper is, pro- I mean, is progressing well, 
and it's very uh, uh, successful, why don't you then uh, venture again into electronic media and the electronic media then being uh, a news, I mean, a TV news channel and became the ANN7. He was just saying that there was nothing wrong in that because he was saying this is the situation that we are faced with in South Africa to come up with an alternative voice and that happened and there's nothing wrong in that. But of course, he even said that in the appointment of ministers because you would call that again fake event or former ANC MP came here and testified that uh, at some point uh, she was surprised that the president was not un- was not unfa- was unfazed. In fact, uh, when uh, she told him about uh, uh, Ajay Gupta telling her that uh, he's going to be the minister of public enterprises, the president was not worried about that. He said that I mean uh, the appointment of ministers was firstly ventilated within the ANC, the top six. And of course, the National Executive Committee, there's no way in which one individual together with a group that family can decide on who's, who's going to be the minister. Really appreciate your time. Debo Mokobo, who is at the uh, at the State Inquiry, uh, Commission of Inquiry into State Capture in Parktown. He is out there and we'll keep crossing there back to him. He's a SABC reporter. And we'll also take your calls on 891 104 207 What do you make of what you've heard so far?